0: It's okay not to be okay. One in five adults experience mental illness. One in five. No one can ever use your mental illness against you. We have to have trust that people... Can help. I just got a grasp on it in the past year because I've been dealing with anxiety my whole life so I started doing therapy for it. I think the most important thing I got is that everything is connected. My mom has dealt with anxiety, so a lot of times stuff is within your family, but if you never named it, if you didn't... And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, to connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Hi, this is B and welcome to the Therapy Podcast. You heard right, this is the Therapy Podcast, which stands for therapy with B. That's me (laughs) So the podcast got a new name, it is no longer named the Mind, Melanin and Soul um, Podcast. As many of you already know, I lost my mother to stage four uterine carcin sarcoma cancer on September the 20th of 2019. At that time, I was on episode two of season two, and at that point, as you can imagine, I wasn't recording anything. And in December, I really started to wonder if there was this was something that I wanted to pick back up. And so I decided to continue to do the podcast, but with a new name, because at this point in time, I really wanted to hone in on what does mental health and wealth look like in our everyday lives just to kind of continue to change the narrative and break the stigma surrounding mental health because at the end of the day even if you don't have a mental illness we all have mental health and it's just important for us to start those conversations. So without further ado this is season 2 episode 3 titled The Morning After. So, um, if you're listening to this podcast, today is April 30th, 2020. Today, my mom would have turned 59 years old. My mother was uh, taken from this earth on September the 20th in a not so peaceful way. My mom had a full hysterectomy at the end of July, at which point, they found a tumor they assumed that it was going to be endometrial they were looking at it and they said stage two most likely and they you know she was released from the hysterectomy she had great healing they went in for testing it came back stage two endometrial and then they said well we want to do one more one more test and shortly after my birthday in august Her diagnosis came back as stage two uterine carcin sarcoma. Uterine carcin sarcoma is a cancer that is so rare that out of the two types of uterine cancer, only about 2% of women actually get uterine carcin sarcoma. It has a very low survival rate, and the rate of survival is usually with the life expectancy of five years. But we were hopeful. My mother has survived a brain tumor and surgery in 2011, and she survived breast cancer in 2014. And so we signed up for chemo, we got everything ready, and unfortunately God, well, that's not the right word, but God's will was different than our own thoughts. And my mother died 30 days or less, honestly, um, in less than 30 days after her diagnosis. And so, as you can imagine, this was something that I could never prepare for. This was something that I could never think to brace myself for. I watched my mother literally change right before my eyes. She went from the jovial person, the overprotective mom, um, to someone who... Often wore fear on her face I watched my mom Be in unbearable pain And call out to me To help her Whether it was She needed to get to the doctor Because she didn't feel well Or whatever the case might be And then my mom had to make a choice It was You know your kidneys are so impacted That either you're going to have to do Dialysis and chemo simultaneously Or you are going You have to pick hospice My mother picked hospice because the first option would be too taxing and hard on the body really just for us to get a life expectancy date. She chose hospice, she moved into my home and in less than 48 hours, my mother died. I would love to share a story that my mother died peacefully in her sleep, but my mother died in pain. She was transferred to the hospital, the hospice facility because Uh, The nurse was unable to stabilize her pain in my home. And even there with everything that they tried to do, there was no way to um, manage her pain. I sensed that my mom was getting ready to die. And um, I went and I had one last conversation with her. And I told my aunt, I said, I'm ready to go. I'm going home. And my aunt looked at me and she was like, what? And I said, yeah, it's getting ready to happen. I'm, I'm ready to go home. I went home and my mom died within 2 hours. And so It's a pain that I would never wish on anybody. It's a it's a pain that I still till this day don't know how to explain. It's a pain that sneaks up on me. It's a a pain that comes with laughter and memories and anger and sometimes just this feeling of I don't want to do things at all. As a professional, I knew that the cycle of grief would come. I knew that... Grief looks differently for everybody. But I never knew what to do with my grief. I never knew how to accept my grief because depression wasn't it. As bad as things were for me, I never I never found myself sitting and saying, Why God? Why? I never said that. I just mourned the fact that there were so many things that were to come. For life, that I would not be able to share with my mom. And for anybody who is out there who is grieving, I want to let you know that two conflicting feelings can oftentimes coexist, and it is okay. I was happy that my mom was no longer in pain and she was seated with God at the throne. But I hurt deeply inside because she wouldn't be here to see me graduate with my doctors, to ever see me get married, to ever be the grandmother that I pictured her to be. And I would finally be completely alone. What I mean by that is, (laughs) alone in a sense of, I have no siblings. My mother wasn't married and there was just me. And so, it became really hard for me to connect with people who will say, I know what you've been through. Because I'm like, you got a sibling to share this with. There's a second parent to share this with. And that just felt like, <laughs> I was I was in a place so alone that nothing could touch me. And the only thing that really kept me going is the fact that the Bible tells us that though weeping may tarry for the night. Joy always comes in the morning. And that is where the title of this podcast comes from. The morning after. Because here we are now about seven months later and I am still mourning my mom. And today is her birthday. A day that she could care less about and I would just make a huge deal out of and even with COVID I I can't do that and so my gift to you all is to finally put out another podcast that I've been thinking about for so long and really just share to you what are some of the things that grief has taught me so first and foremost grief creates gratitude I have truly always felt that I've had great friends, but what I have learned through the the loss of my mom is that I have amazing friends. My friends surrounded me with so much love. My friends came and sat with me, cried with me, fed me, sang at the wedding, helped put together the reception, Planned me a surprise party for Christmas, and I'm just so grateful that even in the lowest moments of your life, that people are there to recognize that the strong friend sometimes needs strength, too. And I know, I know that, you know, when it comes to death and it comes to grief... It's expected that people, you know, support you, but words cannot express just how much they have been to me. And so grief has taught me gratitude. It has taught me that to never take these people in my life that I have chosen to be my friends for granted. Grief has taught me to say, I love you more and to say thank you more and just to show a true appreciation. Secondly... Grief shows us where we really are in our walk with God. Like I said, throughout this entire process, I never asked God why. And when I first realized that that wasn't a question that I was asking God, it perplexed me, because I because it made me feel guilty almost as though, am I okay with the fact that I that I no longer have a mother here on earth with me? It made me feel guilty that I could just be okay with the fact that she was no longer going to be here when really I had so much faith in God that I knew that my mother was okay, that I knew that she was in a place far greater than anything she left behind in this world, including me. (laughs) Grief taught me that life doesn't stop. Because my mom had got so sick at the end of August, I was taking a lot of time off from work. I had exhausted all my leave, and believe it or not, my last day of leave, my vacation leave, was the day my mom died. And so after that, I took the five days of bereavement that my job offered me, and I took one week of unpaid leave, and I couldn't take anymore. But as you can imagine, with dealing with the funerals and arrangements and getting her retirement together, all those kind of things. Those two weeks were nothing. I was never able to sit still in those two weeks and to just be and grieve and and just to be still. Um, My work started to suffer extremely bad, badly. I wasn't, I didn't want to get up and go to work. I didn't want to show up or I would meet with my kids. But I couldn't complete a single thing of documentation. And the organization that I worked for, they would say to me, we understand you're going through a lot, but. And that but will always instantly change your attitude because it just shows you how much that their agenda was more important than anything that you might be feeling. And and although we know that these jobs don't really care about us, I mean, it just hits a little differently when you're like, I'm dealing with something that some people may never experience in their life and all you keep telling me is, but get your documentation done. So grief taught me that life doesn't stop and that even while we have to respect our processes of pain and to let them run their course, we also have to find a way to fully function or else life itself will begin to drown us. What grief taught me was that I am so so strong I actually hate hearing the word that I'm strong. I mean, at this point I know it. But people will say it so much that it will hurt me because I will say I don't want to be this strong. I don't I don't want to feel like the world is always going to come crashing down and that I'm supposed to be okay. But I became okay with hearing how strong I was and accepting my strength when I realized that our calling in life is sometimes going to crush us. My calling in life is to help others. It has everything to do with um, how generous I am, the career path that I chose, my desire to always want to understand people to help them. But my calling to help others is was meant to crush me so that there was a genuineness that existed for me to be authentic and powerful in my pursuit to be there for other people. And when you think about that, it's like, wow, God, I know we're supposed to be a vessel out here, but whoo you trying to take me out? But grief has taught me that I am strong. Grief has also taught me that joy and pain can coexist. That I can cry today, I can be angry tomorrow. That I can smile and make jokes about my mom, and that that's okay. And that there's no reason to feel guilty about my laughter or to feel over consumed by my pain because every human emotion that we feel is real and we deserve to validate those emotions. Most importantly, I've learned to say I love you more. I've learned that I need to take more pictures with the people that I love. I've learned to be a lot more understanding. So today is one of those days that we could consider the morning after. And on the morning after, it was a little hard to get up. It was a lot rough to fall asleep the last couple of days tossing and turning. The morning after shows me that no matter how hard the waves come, no matter how they take the wind out of me, no matter how much it makes me cry. The morning after has showed me that every day that I open my eyes is another day for me to share my story, share my heart and to be there for somebody else. During this time of uncertainty with the current COVID-19 pandemic, many people are experiencing so many different forms of grief. Whether through the loss of a loved one, the loss of a friend, the loss of a job, the loss of what they may have defined as their normalcy. And so as people are grieving and that person might be you, I just ask that you just remember to show a little bit of compassion. Remember that we are all going through the same things in our own ways. And just because someone isn't doing things the way that you think that they should be doing does not mean that they are wrong. Our job is only to love people through their pain and pray that the next day will get better. So now that I've gotten this episode off my chest, (laughs) I hope that you will be able to laugh with me, cry with me, and love with me more on the Therapy Podcast. Until next time, live well, be well.